You're about to listen to an episode of What the Hell Just Happened. Join Paul Edwards and his guests as they discuss interesting HR topics and solve some of our listeners' submitted questions. And occasionally I'll go off HR topic and talk about whatever I want to talk about. Think barbecue, space exploration, technology, money, managing, business, things that interest all of us. We get a lot of emails with questions. Stay tuned for details on how you can submit yours to the show. And now, let's get started. Hi, everybody. Uh, Welcome to today's podcast. I'm uh, joined today by Michelle Richards. Michelle, would you um, just tell everybody who's listening what your role is at CEDAR? What do you do? Absolutely. Well, my official title Uh, is a Senior Solutions Center Advisor. So She's like 97 years old. Yeah, (laughs) I'm I so we that. had to put her in a wheelchair to get her in here. <laughs> you know, but, it kind of feels like that some days. Sa- it it's, sounded like that you're the senior. She's not, she's <laughs> not, I'm a senior. You are not a senior, but she is a. It means I should know, okay. especially what I'm talking about, because yeah. I've done this for a while. You and- are a ranking long-term uh, <laughs> Solution Center HR expert here at Cedar, and you have earned the senior title. I try, you know, yeah. and we come up with solutions, right? So. Yeah. Any day-to-day issues that a member, an employer is facing. You're in the trenches with them. Yep. Okay. We, we dig we dig deep. So let's talk about trenches and digging deep today. Yes. And uh, t- today's subject matter is going to be a little bit sobering because we're going to talk about... Um, uh, we're we're gonna we're gonna discuss what you need to do or know or plan for when it comes to some kind of a threat happening in your practice. This talk is a pretty good talk to listen to because it it, it kind of runs the gambit. And when I say it, I mean the how how something presents itself. So you can have an outright threat, right? right. Like someone mm-hmm. threatens to do harm. Uh, um, and really, Michelle, I'm speaking to the 17 years we've been doing this. So I've gotten every kind of call, and I'll share some of those stories here in just a minute as we kind of go through what uh, an office needs to know. It, it can be it can be a domestic violence issue whereby someone in the practice is being threatened, one of your employees is being threatened, and that person comes to you, that employee comes to you, and says, "I'm a little concerned, you know, that that this he may come here or she may come here." Absolutely. Uh, at least they've said that. Um, it can be sexual harassment. I mean, it's mm-hmm. not quite that's I still feel that's threatening. And it's but I just want to make the point that kind of the same things are, are, are in place, especially with the sexual harassment part is that you take it seriously. And you just understand that mm-hmm. you you have to take steps if an employee alerts you, alerts you to something like this. Absolutely. It, it's when you're dealing with the public also. Right. And. Any business. Just, I'm just shaking. If you guys are watching me on YouTube right now, you know that I'm like shaking my head like, she's oh, customers. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, it's a day-to-day reality. Yeah. Um, even if you're in the best place, you know, you feel safe typically. I mean, you know, anything can happen anywhere and we just want to be prepared. Right. But at work, mm-hmm. as a manager or an owner, you have a uh, responsibility to take action. And I think in most cases, everybody wants to do something. And, and it, can be, it can be super scary. So, look, I'm going to share a story. This is something I was involved in about 15 years ago. And I was helping an office through something. And the call came in. And, and the, what it was uh, was that a person who they had just hired had shared with another employee that they had passed some kind of a test and that test was that they had to shoot at the state capitol. Oh boy. 
They had to get within two miles of the state capitol with a rifle, point the rifle at the state capitol, and fire a, a, a gun at it. Oh, my goodness. And then get back in their car and drive away. Wow. Well, first of all, let's talk about the judgment of a person who would even do that. Mm-hmm. You know, second of all, you know, and, you know, I, I've never thought about putting that in the list of questions to our members. Have you ever shot at the state capitol? You know, that's right. out there. Right. Um, and, and then, and then the second set of judgment, lack of judgment here is that they shared it with someone at work. So these are big red flags for me, and I'm immediately going to take something seriously um, like this. And so, look, you know, the choices are many. Call the police and tell them what the guy told you. You know, all the way to the all the way to the other is this is just a bunch of BS and let's just ignore it. And 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 seriously, it, it can run in either way. Mm-hmm. Um, in the end, this story ends with. After talking to them, we were really concerned that this person was kind of off their rocker. And what we decided to do was not to escalate it and to find a way to get them out of there as quickly as possible. And they had only been with the practice about three weeks. And so our concern was what it is if they were willing to do that, what would happen if we let them go? Right. Um, and, and even more to the point, what would happen if we turned them into the police and said that they, they said what they said? Um, I, I'm, I'm leaning towards any time t- someone tells you that they've uh, fired a rifle at, at a Capitol building that you believe them on every single level and you do what, what is appropriate there. Um, so what we did was um, we found a way to get them out of there without, uh, you know, we, hey, we made a mistake. We thought we needed this position filled. We're so sorry. Uh, we, I, I know some people will cringe at this, but we even, to cut, gloss things over, gave him an extra week of pay and said, we just don't, you know, it's not quite a fit and we just messed up here and we just want to let you know as soon as we knew. And so we, you know, we created a facade and we, we kind of got him out of there. It sounds uh, like it was a priority to make sure that the situation didn't escalate. Yeah. Putting aside, you know, well, I don't want to pay him because yeah. we'll put that aside Let's think about your employees, right, and making sure we can get them out as smoothly as possible. We just get we get them out as as smoothly as possible, and then uh, what we did is we waited because he he wasn't saying, "and I'm going to gather with 20 of my friends and we're going to do it again in a week." Right. That that would have been a different story. We then waited, and then the doctor went to the district attorney and told him what the situation was. And um, and I don't know where it played out from there, but I imagine they took it seriously and they put somebody on him. But he, that guy, would have never connected the two, right? Right. Mm-hmm. So they did their, they did their. Um, well, what's the word I'm looking for? I, they did their community duty. They did their, you know, yeah. they did what they should do um, to help protect their community and and still turn the guy in. And I just want to share the story, right? Because it kind of gives you an, an idea of where. You know, you, you, you have some choices there. It's doing their civic duty, first mm-hmm. of all. That's that's the word I was there looking you go. for, my civic duty. <laughs> we're, we're Thank you. Thank you, Michelle. Reading minds over here. Yeah. And the second piece is they're doing their due diligence as an employer to yep. provide a safe working environment. You know, and that's one of the takeaways, you know, that I think we want you to you have, have today is that what is your obligation as an employer? That's to provide a safe, harassment-free mm-hmm. workplace. And if someone is threatening that, that harmony mm-hmm. in your workplace and that safety, you need to do something about it 
the question is, what do you do? And that's mm-hmm. where you want to work with an outside party. You want to work with an expert to help see it from a fresh point of view, an outside point of view, who is not stressed by the immediate, the you know, just yeah. the, the closeness of the situation because someone like us, you know, we're removed from it. So we can kind of look at it from a lot of different angles, right? Well, I, I do want to say I'm, I'm, I get triggered by these things when yeah. they come in every time. So I don't know how <laughs> impartial I am on these things, but I, I get I get quite triggered. The, the other one that triggers me are dom- domestic cases. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the numbers on this, if you go into it, are not good. Um, and when I say the numbers are not good, what I'm referring to is that you, we, we really must take domestic violent threats uh, seriously. Because when they go wrong, and they do go wrong often, they often involve a gun, and, and then there is, you know, there's irreparable harm. When, when that sort of thing happens. And there's collateral damage and all sorts of things. So if someone's working for you and they inform you that they're having trouble with a spouse or, or in, any of those issues like that, Michelle, the next thing is, is we have a little bit of guidance here. There are these protocols that you can put in place. You know, I would call them bare minimum, but I don't know much more that you can do. But they involve things like secret code words that if it comes in over, if, if someone, you know, I, I think my favorite one is the the announcement. You know, someone gets on the mic or or sends a you know sends out a IM or something and and says the pizzas are here. Yeah. And on the other side of it, we did have an instance where the pizzas were actually there and it set <laughs> off kind of this. Panic. Maybe don't use anything that could <laughs> actually happen. She was new and she Aww. read it in the book, but she didn't know. And they had ordered pizza or somebody had sent them to the office, and she's like, "The pizzas are here." And everyone's like, "Oh no!" And they're, they're spilling out the back of the <laughs> Domino's. The, is like, the back "Come of the back on, of the practice." I'm just. <laughs> Delivering your order. And just left her. Yeah, just left her with a pizza guy. So uh, anyway, protocols are in place. Um, Michelle, can you share just a few of the protocols, like some things that you should just put in place? They're in your employee handbook. They can be in your employee handbook. Mm -hmm. And just everybody kind of knows what to do. Absolutely. You know, to kind of simplify this, the first piece is to information gather. When we have employers call in, they're often saying, hey, I care about this individual. And to be clear, we're talking about a potential domestic violence situation. Uh Um, The employee comes forward and, you know, the employer's like, what do I ask? I don't want to cross a line. I don't Mm want to get too personal. Well, let the employee share as much as they're comfortable sharing, but gather as much information as you can regarding how it could directly impact your business as far as what do they need as support as an employee? Mm-hmm. Will it make them and also you, right, as the right. employer feel more comfortable to have a code? So if that individual comes in, that employee can be removed if they're front desk, right? right? They can go to the back. Um you know, alert management, things like that. So those are the protocols that I believe you're talking about, Paul, that we should have in place to anticipate something like that potentially happening. And it's okay to talk to your team about this, you know, briefly um, to fill them in that there's a little bit of an issue because, you know, the other thing that we put in the protocol is if if any of you see him or her in the parking lot, you even see him drive by, Mm -hmm. you need to let us know immediately because we're going to call the police. Absolutely. And yeah, I've, just, I've done this before. Yeah. You know, before I came to Cedar and was, I, I love advising. Yeah. Oh, believe me, it's the best. But yeah. I used to deal with, you know, engage with employees yeah. directly. And as I've an had, HR person, as an HR company. director, yeah. exactly. Yeah. They'd come into my office and we'd have a conversation. Yeah. I used to have questions written out mm-hmm. that were appropriate to ask, you know. Um, but, you know, sometimes there's a restraining order in place. Sometimes they can, they can provide a picture so mm-hmm. that we know what this individual looks yeah. like. Um, again, it depends on what they're comfortable sharing, but it helped me to feel more prepared um, Mm -hmm. in the event that something did happen. 
Michelle, I just want to say something pretty stark to everybody. Um, look, th these restraining orders that are put on uh, domestic partners are mm -hmm. not worth the paper that they're written on. They don't stop bad people from doing bad things. Exactly. And this is why you kind of take these things, is, you know, don't escalate it. Don't make it <laughs> worse. Don't freak everybody out. But, but you do take these things seriously. So first thing is, is you know, have, a, have your, your, your process for letting everybody know there might be a problem at the front desk. Um, but it doesn't always unfold that way. So a lot of times, you know, we don't we we do get a lot of calls about the domestic violence issue or something else where we can kind of see it slow, slowly unfolding in front of us. On the on the other side of this, I want to give two other examples. One of them is pretty simple. There's there's just some kind of harassment comments. It's usually sexual in nature. Somebody pats a butt, you know, while a hygienist mm -hmm. is leaning over, or or somebody at a you know a PA is in the room with someone, and someone makes an un un Welcome comment. You have to take this very seriously, and this is where you get into the uh, a little bit of investigation when someone says, "Hey, that guy just did this, or or that person just did that." Um, you know, that is the investigation. Hey, would you please tell me succinctly? Just tell me what what they said. And what you want to do is give them an opportunity to tell you what the problem is and kind of un kind of unpack it for you as they experienced it because they need to be heard. And it also gives you an opportunity to respond and do whatever you need to do. So do you need to uh, uh, tell the patient they're fired? Mm -hmm. Do you just need to tell the patient, Hey, it's, it's a little much. It's a little much. And look, we get a call and someone will say, well, it's the dad. He's like, he's like, you know, I keep using age. Maybe I shouldn't <laughs> use age. But I'm just telling stories as they happen. He's a little older, and he doesn't really have a good filter. We treat his entire family. Mm -hmm. And it's like these people, you know, they've got 16 kids, 45 grandkids. We treat, you know, we're treating everybody. They're a part of our practice. I don't really want to um, fire him from the practice. And you may take your initial approach mm -hmm. and say, well, we're just going to talk to him, and we're just going to, you know, doctor's going to call him. And say, hey, man, you just gotta you gotta cool your jets on this, but you have to share that with the employee, mm -hmm. and you have to know that the employee agrees with you. If she's like, no, he touched me; it was completely inappropriate. He pulled me in and wouldn't let me go. Mm -hmm. Then you're gonna have to solve this problem in a different way. I'm not gonna go all the way down that rabbit hole, but that's an example of something that happens often, and it still falls into this this kind of protocol thing where you've got to do something because someone from outside of the practice has done something. A vendor's coming through and being inappropriate, and one of your employees uh, complains about the comments that he or she are making. Yeah. Uh, all these things fall into that. And then the the last one that I wanna cover in this is that the, that that Threats are communicated, and this is happening more and more. Sure it's very common. We, 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 you know, we see it as one thing, but it sure comes down the pipe in in different formats. Um, you know, and, and it's every it's it's everything from a veiled threat to an outright threat. Like I I can't believe how much I when I you know they somewhere in the conversation guns are mentioned shooting mm -hmm. up the place or is mentioned and i know um you guys i'm telling you you'd be surprised how often this happens yeah i'm going to wait for you in the parking lot i'll wait for you in the parking mm -hmm. lot um i my husband's not going to be happy with this he's yeah. going to he's going to teach y'all a lesson mm -hmm. um and and 
you know, in these instances, as a manager and employer, I think you know that you have to take them quite seriously and you have to let them and, and you have to address this pretty, pretty quickly. And I think this goes all the way back to my first story where the guy was shooting, uh, you know, saying he was shooting. We didn't want to escalate. Right. Um, you don't want to escalate with this person either. Um, it's not their job to confront, right, Michelle? It's not your right. job to take him down. No, it's not. Uh-oh. Just try to not escalate it further right. and then contact someone who can yep. help support you. And and that's the employer, right? That's who we're speaking to. Yep. We're speaking to the managers, the owners here. And, um, you know, investigate, take whatever steps you need to take. Yep. And what I wanted to make sure I mention is from the HR perspective and documentation perspective, you still have a duty here. Yep. So at the end of everything, when the dust has finally settled and yep. you've taken steps, we might recommend in certain situations that you issue some kind of update to your employees. Communicate that could back be, to them. Yep. That could be in a meeting. It could mm-hmm. be in a letter. Um, it depends on the situation, and that's what we're here to help with. But mm-hmm. um, that is a good idea just to demonstrate that you took it seriously, you took some steps, and that's your obligation there. So, you know, something to the effect of, uh, you know, you all know what occurred last week. We've spoken um, with Mr. Smith, we've sent him a letter, we've released him as a patient, we've let him know that his conversations, his conversation wasn't appropriate. If, if, and, and for listeners, if he threatened the practice, you know, we call the police department, let him know. We've, you know, again, maybe issued a restraining order or whatever. We've gone through these things and then you dovetail in your other, your other stuff because he threatened us and we take this seriously. If anybody sees him in the parking lot or anywhere around, or you're out in the community and he says something to you, you need to report it to us immediately so that we can take additional steps. It's just, you're letting everybody know what what you did and, and what you're up to. Um, by the way, because so many people who listen to this podcast, not everybody, I'm finding out it's starting to spread around, um, um, are in medical, um, what, what we've come to learn, because a lot of times we'll tell, because you're going to fire a patient, you need to follow your state guidelines about letting a patient go. You can't just let them go. But what we're finding out overwhelmingly is that the state boards are saying, look, when they've threatened you, you don't need to give them 30 days notice of anything. Right. That's it's an etiquette. It's, it's, you've, they've crossed a line whereby you can let them go. Mm-hmm. Um, but you may still, when you send the letter, say we can't treat you anymore. But we suggest and then pick your competitor that you don't like and give them their <laughs> name. And No, no, wait a minute. That's not what you're supposed to do. I, I was just kidding. I was just kidding. I'm kidding, y'all. I'm not kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> Pay, you know, you, you, you may know. tell them, you know, you can go to an emergency room or you can seek someone else uh, Absolutely. And, yeah. and go through that. Um, you know, this is a, I, I'm, I hate to say it, it, from the very beginning, we had these instances occur. This is one of the things that never stopped. It just keeps getting worse. We're getting more and more of these things. Correct. I do want to go back and remind you, 99.9% of the time, nothing comes of it. But that doesn't matter. You still need to take the interim steps in the middle to assure your employees that they won't be harassed at work, they won't be threatened at work, and that when it does happen, that you collect their side of the story and what's going on. You do some investigation. You take some proactive steps. And you have a a few protocols in place in case something goes wrong um, up front or in the practice. There you go. Yeah. That's it, right? That's it. Complicated, okay. stressful situation and uncomplicated broke down some to steps. the best. Yeah, uncomplicated the best you you can, and and then um, 
and then take the appropriate steps based off of judgment and all those other things. And like you said, Michelle, we deal with this all the time. So if you're, you know, if you've got an a trusted HR person or, you know, you're a member of ours, you just reach out to us and we'll help you with that stuff. Sure will. <laughs> okay. Thank you. Not thank a, you not all. a fun subject, no. uh, a little bit HR heavy on Unnecessary this. Necessary evil. Yeah. So yeah. what the hell just happened in HR is uh, you, you had a problem in your practice and you have to take a proactive step um, against a patient or somebody from the outside that is, um, that are abusing your, your team in one way or another. Thank you, Paul. Bye. Thanks for joining us for this week's episode of What the Hell Just Happened. If you have an HR issue, question, or just want to add a comment about something Paul said, record it on your phone and send to podcast at wthjusthappened.com. We might even ask if we can play it on the show. Don't forget to like and subscribe and join us again next week.